When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, thanks for listening to the Pointless Exercise podcast. I'm glad you enjoy it. Have you ever thought to yourself, you know, the podcast is great, but I wish there was a version of it that I could read in the can. Well, you're lucky, because now there is. Actually, there has been all along, only now you could pay for it. Such a deal. But it is a deal, because the Pointless Exercise newsletter, which has gone to the subscriber model as of opening day, for a week after opening day, is running a 15% off promotion. So the $6.99 monthly uh, fee is only $5.94. Or you can do an annual, which regularly is $69.99. It's only $59.49. What a deal. Think of it as subscribing to The Athletic, but only getting the good parts. That's pointlessexercise.com. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Pointless Exercise Podcast. It's spring, and the Cubs are supposed to start on Thursday, so it's time for yet another exciting Cubs podcast. Uh, I'm Andy, and joining me, as always, uh, Sam Fells from Deadspin. Hi, Sam. Hello, Andy. And Kyle Reichert from uh, the Twitters. Kyle, how you doing? Andy, good to be back. Hearts unknown. <laughs> so, I hope you guys are excited for this season as I am, because woo, it's going to be something. It's going to be interesting, if nothing else. Um, I was telling Kyle right before we started that the Cubs.com headline today is Cubs flush with talent and questions. <laughs> Uh, is that flush? I mean, I I could, I could make a, I could think of flush with this team, but more in (laughs) Sloan kind of way than the embarrassment of riches. Well, what is Cubs.com going to say? We're we're screwed. We're screwed. I don't don't think third place or bust. Your twenty. I don't think it's what you get from the official team uh, website. It is not. Um, I mean, this, there certainly is. There's talent on the team. The problem is uh, there's not as much of it as there used to be. And in recent years, even that hasn't been enough. It's true. So that's a bit of an issue. It's a bit of an issue. Uh, well, Andy, I'll, I'll be honest with you and loquacious as I normally am. Um. The last time we did this was right after the U Darvish trade, and I basically told all of your listeners that I likely would never do this again. And you talked me into it, so I'm here. You, to be fair, uh, you talked yourself into it. 
I talked myself into it because we came to the conclusion that I don't really have to be a fan to do this podcast. I don't, I don't have to care. I don't have to be involved. Right. What I basically said was, I'm not going to replace you unless you really decide you don't want to come back. The spot's yours until you give it up. So Right. So I will be in a more intermittent than I've been. Um, but I spent the winter being very, very angry and, and dejected and, and jaded. More so than usual, I should, I should say. And, you know, baseball is the only sport that is starting on time in this year. I'm going to sneeze here, so you might want to edit this out. But um, So, you know, basketball started at a weird time. Hockey started at a weird time. But baseball is starting when it normally starts. So there were these normal pangs and reflexes that go off within me at this time. Like spring training starts. You start seeing spring training results. You start reading the stories. And, like, things begin to stir, and it's like a natural reflex. But So I was, wasn't very excited, but there was still, it was like, well, at least it's baseball, and maybe I'll watch a little more than I thought. And, you know, considering where I was, you know, can I really let go of the Cubs? And then the Anthony Rizzo headlines hit last night, and I was shuttled right back to where I was in December and January. I was just sitting here going, fuck this team, fuck this ownership group. Fuck the whole thing. Like, I just, it just threw me right. Like, I was like, okay, opening day, Kyle Hendricks. I love watching Kyle Hendricks pitch. So I was going to watch just to watch Kyle Hendricks pitch. And then I saw that and I was like, nope, forget it. <laughs> like, not going to bother. I'll read about this team just enough to do Andy's podcast, but don't count me involved. It was just like, it was just the ultimate kick in the stomach because, like, I understand the logical reasons. We're trying to get a fair deal with Anthony Rizzo. He's over 30. He's got back problems. You tend to find first baseman. But this is Anthony Rizzo. I mean, this guy cannot mean more to the fans and the community as a player than, than he does. You make this, you pay this guy, and you don't worry about it. And they're trying to nickel and dime him. And I see... All the, you know, here we go with the Cubs prospect heads and the statisticians and the analytics. Well, he's, you know, Paul Goldschmidt is this and this. He's not half the player that Paul Goldschmidt is. And that's how they want to pay him. And that, I mean, that almost, that's almost, it's almost as, as absurd as the U Darvis trade. Almost. Almost, yeah. So, uh, so Kyler, are you going to watch the games or am I going to be the only one that watches? <laughs> you might be the only one that's watching. <laughs> Well, that actually that brings up a great question. Oh, wait, can you uh, watch the games? I would watch, Kyle? It, that's exactly it. I would definitely <laughs> watch the games. I would love to watch the games, but uh, I'm not sure how I'm going to do that at this point because apparently, and I just realized this within the last couple of weeks here, Marquee is not carried on either of the two major streaming platforms. And naturally, uh, even though I've subscribed to MLB TV for the better part of the last decade and live less than five miles from two LB stadiums. I still can't watch the Cubs via that uh, Avenue either. So if anyone has any advice for how I can um, watch, the, watch the games this year, I'm, I'm all ears. Well, well I, was, I do. I was going to borrow Andy's it, password. No, he'll <laughs> still be, he'd still be blacked out. No, no, you, you get the marquee app. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're right. Well, I don't condone that. <clears throat> wink, wink. <laughs> right. Yeah. So right, there are there are easy ways uh, around it. There's also um, uh, 
MLB Reddit streams is a good way to yeah. watch the games for free. Or just get a VPN and tell it you live in Denmark, and then you can also see the games. So. <laughs> Or yeah, I think that's going to be the road end. You could just move to Denmark. It's a lovely place. You could, especially in the summer, when the, yeah, when the days are longer than four hours long, like they are, like they are in the winter. Expensive. I could go shit, join though. our one. Uh, what was it? Swedish listener last summer. Yeah, that we had the random. Oh, we should European find out. In every. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, watch I'm sure from. Lars probably. He's probably probably runs a tulip farm. He probably needs some help. So. That'll work. You know, this is, a, this, this is a great testimony for the quality of this podcast. we got three guys, one who won't watch the games and one who can't, or can't. one who can't, and then there's me. <laughs> so that could be what the whole podcast is. Every week we'll sit down and I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> tell you week. what happened. Oh, you won't believe what happened. I mean, you know, I'll check in from time to time, Andy. I won't be able to resist totally. I'll, I'll need to see what Adbert Azalai ends up becoming. But You guys aren't um, going to believe how how Chris Bryant tripped over first base this time. It was <laughs> right. amazing. It was so majestic. Um, hey, Adbert today on Twitter let us all know a big Ryan Dempster fan. Who isn't? Yeah. Well, I have a question for you, Andy, because right. you've been part of the Cubs blogosphere, Twitter sphere for longer than most people have been alive. Oh, honestly, really? it's just me and Al. <laughs> it's just we're, you and Al. We're the, grand, we're the grandfathers. Of, well, uh, Cub and I, I, I tweeted this at you yesterday or something to the effect of this. And Al's one of them, too, is that I, 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 I watch and read all the Cubs stuff that's out there, the, the big names. Yeah, I won't mention by name. I don't want to pick any fights on your behalf. And I just feel like, how can you drink this Kool-Aid? Like I'll give you like like I've I've seen so many posts about can Jock Peterson hit left-handed pitching? Well, a the answer is no, <laughs> and b the only reason you're trying to talk yourself into it is you're buying what the Cubs are selling, and the only reason they're selling it to you is because they're too cheap to find him a platoon partner. So you so you sit there and debate. So they're counting on these sites and Twitter followers. To sit there and debate whether or not Jock Peterson can hit left-handed pitching and talk themselves into it, and forget the fact that the only reason you're talking about it is because the Cubs were too damn cheap to do anything about it. Yeah, they let they let Schwarber go, and we know why because they didn't want to pay him, and they got basically him. They got him with a glove. They, they, yeah, they found him, and yeah, you can successfully catch fly balls. <laughs> because yeah, the quest, the answer to their to their question, can he hit lefties? Is the Dodgers decided no, no, <laughs> and they're right. usually right. <laughs> so, yes, and it would be fine to have him as half of a platoon. But this is a Cub team that's decided we can have a four man bench, and we can fill that bench with Eric Sogard, Matt Duffy, bad. Jake Marisnik, and PJ Higgins. Bad, all bad, just all bad. I mean, if they have any injuries, they're boned. And they're going to have injuries because everyone on this team gets hurt. Um, so, yeah, it's the same thing when they decided not – when everyone was cutting themselves over Nico Horner, who hit 086 last year or whatever it was. And I'm sitting there going, well, you're not angry about Nico Horner not making the team. 
what you're angry about and won't address is that the Cubs didn't go get Colton Wong, yeah. who fit perfectly on this team. It wasn't even that expensive. Like, that's what you're arguing about. And so I see these guys getting, oh, it's Cubs season. I'm so excited. And it's like, I feel like I'm the one taking crazy pills here. I'm like, is no one else upset? Does no one else care that this team has raised the middle finger to you for three years? No one cares. Bleacher Nation's going to be back there telling him how great baseball is again. Well, I just, I don't get it. It's, it's fine. The Sox fans' vision of Cubs fans is finally true. It is finally true. It does not matter what they do. Everyone will come running back to be in Wrigley. Yeah. No matter what. Well, especially this year. Especially this year. They could, you know, Sister Jean could be playing third base, and she might be. And they'd still might be by whatever August. whatever Lori tells them they however many fans they can have that day, that's how many fans they'll have. Yeah. All season long. Yeah, and you give it's a good example. Cole Wong is a perfect example because you've got Nico who looks like he's actually gonna become a pretty good player, but he's not ready. And he was he was only in the big leagues two years ago because they had, a, they had a short short stop. I could I can write it. I can't say it. A short stop apocalypse. Everybody got hurt at the same time. So they <laughs> literally called him and his moms and said, <laughs> "Mrs. Horner, can Nico complete shortstop?" And they drove him down to San Diego, and he did. And then last year he was going to Des Moines, except there was no Des Moines. Yeah. And they decided that since Jason Kipnis was basically a mop with a glove taped to it, that. Nico could at least help out by catching the ball in the last couple innings of every game. So he, he which he sh- did. He, yes, I mean he was a well for whatever it was worth in the half-ass season last year. He was a Gold Glove finalist. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was so a guy like Wong was a perfect stopgap. You could sign him for one or two years and give Nico time to to develop. And as if you don't sign Javi, Nico's going to have to scoot over and play shortstop. Um, and Wong does the thing that you need the second baseman to do on this team with this pitching staff is catch the ball, but they, they like, ah, no, we're not, we're not interested. We're not interested. It also made no sense, honestly, that the Cardinals didn't keep him. No, it did not. And I think David Bodie can catch the ball. I mean, he can catch what he can get to. I don't know how much that is, but he's not a, you know, he's not a brick out there. I don't know if you know this, but I'm, um, his dad was a baseball coach. Oh, I, I didn't. I did not. I, I've never heard that before. Anywhere never comes up. Yeah. And he read. He read nine books in the offseason. Nine. It's better than I did. He told. He told Jesse Rogers big scoop yesterday. Bodie told that's him he read a, nine books. That's that's a Jesse. That's such a Jesse Rogers scoop. Yeah. None of them were. <laughs> Try not to suck. Much to, much to Jesse's chagrin. <laughs> you read mine. No, that makes two of us. That's right, Jesse. We know you've never. You've written. Jesse has written more books than he's ever read. That he's read, yes. So, Kyle, what do you think about the uh, the Cubs starting pitching staff? I legitimately didn't know until yesterday that Alec Mills is not in the rotation. So that was that was news to me. Wait, he's not? <laughs> no, he's not. Starting rotation is 
Kyle Hendricks. What happened there? Then the the flame throwing wink wink Jake Arietta tucked in between him and Zach Davies. Then Trevor Williams. And Trevor Williams. And then Adbert. Um, can you think of a worse place to use Alec Mills than out of the bullpen? No, I cannot. No. Well, third base. <laughs> Which again, he might be playing by by August. Anyway, He'll make a good piggyback for when Williams gets shellacked. Right. I, I. That is bad. I mean, that is just that's just that is just a bad rotation. They can dress it up all the way they want. That that has a pitcher and a half on it, and and one. Kid who can, I mean, what is the cap on Adbert Azalei starts? 10? 15? Well, probably thereabouts, realistically. He's thrown about 100 innings like if, in the last three years. Total. Right. So how many innings can you realistically get him to? Probably 100. Maybe. So honestly, for everybody's like, oh, it's great. They're going to give the kid a shot. It's this is probably the dumbest way to deploy him is to have him, is to have him take starts to early. You know, you, it should be the opposite. Mills should be in the rotation and Adbert can be his little piggyback. And then you can, you could kind of slowly deal out Adbert's innings. And then if, if the rest of the division hangs around you, which it very well might, then you can <laughs> well, still might. use him at the end of the season. Otherwise he's going to hit his inning limit in like June. Yeah. And it's like, all right, Amber, we'll see you next year. That'll be, be fun. Yeah, it's absolutely the dumbest way to use it. But there, uh, there's a there's a um, on a bus stop near my place downtown here. That's a promotion from left up from the beginning of last season uh, with the four starting pitchers from last season, which made me sad. Like over the past year because we didn't get a season, but now makes me sad because three of the four guys on it are not the freaking team. <laughs> oh, it is sad. It's so sad. Well, I, I guess if I wanted to find, they could use Adbert as an opener in that fifth spot. They could, where, even though do you think they're really going to do that? I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. I don't have the slightest idea. I can't I fathom they're going to like, no, we want him to go five or six innings every start. And then Father's Day rolls around. It's like, <laughs> all right, pack it up. <laughs> like, pack it up. We'll, we'll see you at spring training because you're tapped out. Like, um, and they tell him, someone, you know, yeah, you can't, we're not even going to send you to the minors because we don't want to pay you the 18 bucks a day. You just have right. to go home. You complained I mean, about it last year, Edward. You can go home. Someone in the front office has thought of this, right? That, like, he can't throw that many innings. It may Bleacher Nation may need to write it, and then they'll oh, is see. that is that how it works? I now? think that's how it works now. Did you see the big announcement for Bleacher Nation today that they're um, going to have a White Sox site? Well, they're taking over everything. Well, I don't know if "taking over" is the word. They're <laughs> they're publishing. I don't know who reads a lot of it, but they're well, publishing. they're. I, I can't because they're doing what I wanted to do, which was develop this independent blog, uh, you know, that answers the athletic. Basically, I just couldn't find enough drunks to do it. 
So more power to them. I like Mario and the Hawks. I think their Bears coverage is okay. I don't know. I don't read the Bulls stuff. So whatever. But yeah, I, I mean that must be it because like <sighs> anyway, I'm getting I'm angrying up the blood again, and I shouldn't be because I said I wasn't going to care. You're doing this to me again, Andy. That's what. That's the point. <laughs> so. Well, you say that the division could hang around them. And it absolutely, I don't think the Cardinals are any damn good. I don't either. I'm going to go ahead and say that. I think the Brewers have a chance to be. They have two starters better than anything the Cubs have other than Hendricks, at least. They, can, they, they always fashion a bullpen, and they'll hit. Yeah, they can flash the scoreboard lights for Yellick again this year. For Yellick again. So that'll help. So that'll help. Um, but yeah, I, it's amazing. They're going to get outflanked by the Brewers for the well, third time in four years. It was 2006, right? When the Cardinals won the division with 83 wins. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you win 85, you're probably going to win. That, that'll do it. Yeah, I would think. You might be resting, well, you might be resting been- starters at the end of the season with 85 <laughs> wins. Fangraphs has the Brewers projected to win it with the whopping 83 right now. Yeah. So 83. Take that for well, what it's worth. 83. Well, Andy, can you devise a path that the Cubs get to the magical number of 83? I do. It involves uh, a couple of plane crashes. And <laughs> I mean, you can, but it's you have to take the most Pollyanna view of Brian stays healthy. Um, Rizzo and Javi bounce back. Um, well, they can't Dave, both be as bad as they were. No, they should all. All three of them will be more productive than they were. But if they, if they all have, if if they do the thing you that ever, the myth of the walk year when everybody has their best year ever and then they cash in and then they, which is not really true. But if if it all happened, and then they didn't actually give them away at the end of July, then yeah, which they might. Right. I mean, that's the. I mean, that's the game we could play at some point is, will this guy be on the team at the end of the season? And there's, honestly, there's 13 guys that they very well could, right. could flip for something. Um, I mean, it's, it's actually major league. Like, they have, to, they have to win so that their owner won't get rid of them midseason. But if they win, their owner will get rid of them after the season. Right. It's, it's going to be one or the other. Um. So hopefully, I hope they don't have like a cutout of Todd in the clubhouse. <laughs> well, okay, so here's my I'm still waiting for the Cubs fan rebellion. It is unlikely that the Brewers or Cardinals can get away from the Cubs by the trade deadline. It is unlikely that the Cubs would be something like 10 games back, right? I mean, that, it could happen, but I don't see it. Yeah, I, I think the, all of... I think the, All of those three teams ahead. are relatively close together. I agree that the – and this is sad when you look at the Brewer roster, but the Brewers probably have the biggest upside of the three. So if they get their shit together early, then you know, that's who you're probably chasing. Um, you know, it so would be, anyway, to, fi- to finish would, my question, though, if the Cubs are within two, three games, no matter what the record, they're just within two or three games of the top of the NL Central – such as it is, and they trade away all these guys anyway, would that engineer the Cubs fan uprising? Would people stop buying tickets? Would they stop trying to talk themselves into things like Jock Peterson hitting left-handed pitching? 
um, would that be enough? Their own white flag trade, would that result in something the owners would actually see and care about? Would they? No. I mean, okay. just, look at, so. just look at the way one of them runs the state of Nebraska. <laughs> I mean, they don't have any shame, so they won't right, care. It, and they also it, know that it won't affect their tenants this year because people are just going to be able to go because they can go. It's maybe next year. And even then, they'll spend the offseason trying to spin something. I mean, we'll know that they've hit the skids when marquee promos have Ed Howard in them. It's I mean, like, they hey, will by here Joel. he comes. He's only four years away. This is going to be great. <laughs> they will by July. Right. Ed Howard has played no minor league baseball, correct? That's right. He has not had the chance. And neither so, have two of the four guys they got for you. Right. So that's four years at least. Ed Howard will be in marquee promos by the trade deadline. You can book that. Get that on betrivers.com. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you could... I mean, there's enough, there's enough talent, if healthy, that they could be good enough to be in it and make at least make Jed make tough decision in July. Jed's not making it's not going to be his decision. Right. It's going to be, you know, he's going to go and be told here, here's who you need to get rid of. Well, actually I don't, I don't think they care. They'll care that much whether they get rid of him in July or November, as long as they're gone. Like all, all they care about is not paying. Them. Right. So it doesn't really matter the Ricketts if they're cashed in for, for you know grade schoolers or not um you know as long as they don't have to pay them they don't care oh yeah they showed that they showed that with the lesser thing they had to pay him 10 million dollars and then they probably could have paid him three more for him to stay and pitch and they're like oh that seems like a lot and so he signed with washington and then somehow crane found a bag of money under a under a bunch of towels Right. And then they're like, "Hey, let's go get. Well, let's bring Jake back." And then, hey, we can. And then Jock Peterson called and said, "Can I go play for you?" And uh, I'll play for two and a half million dollars less than the White Sox were going to give me. And I turned down. I said, "All right, good, sold, sold." So it'll be. So the only decision for Jed will be: Well, do do I want to get whatever I can for these guys who are all out the door, or do am I just going to start over completely? Because I think they're all out the door. Why would any of them sign here? Yeah, that's a good point. The, the, easy, the easy move for them to make, if they're really worried about what the fans think, is to re-sign Rizzo. You pay him, you keep him, and then you let everybody else go. And yeah. you, the, the ambassador, the fans' favorite player, is still there. Mm-hmm. If you're willing to let him go, then you're, you just li- clearly don't give a shit about no. what the fans Anything. think. So let them all go. I think you're right. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it from their perspective. I mean, if, if, if you're seeing what Anthony Rizzo, how Anthony Rizzo is being treated, if you're Javi Baez, what is, why would you sign here? You'll get, you'll get your money plenty of other places. Plenty of other places that might even try. You know, if you sign here, you know that you're going to spend two to three years eating it. They're not going to pay you more than. I mean, I'll be buyers to go. He can write his own ticket almost. 
wherever Lindor doesn't go, he can go there for a lot of money and, you know, actually be on a team that's trying. Chris Bryant, like, he's been put through so much shit the past year. Why does he need it? Yep. He doesn't need it. I mean, I'm just, I'm just trying to what, – what, if they actually do show interest in signing these guys at all, what is their pitch to them? Well, and, and they also could find themselves in the spot where they, they want to sell in July, and nobody wants to give them anything. Could be. Because all the other owners are the same way. It's like, what? We're not right. taking on two months of that salary. Go find somebody else. And if we are, we're not giving you anything. We'll take the money, and you can have here. We've got, an, we got another 12-year-old that you guys can have. <laughs> right. And no one knows what the next CBA will be like, so you don't really know, you know what. Even if you're like, oh, we'll bring this guy in for two months. We'll get a head start on signing him. You don't know how that's gonna, what kind of system you're going to be signing him into. So I'd be surprised if we get to the offseason and anyone's signed to anything before the lockout's over. Well, it's funny. The reason I can always remember when the last CBA was was because it was right after Theo came in. And they had this big plan. They were gonna, um, they were gonna be aggressive. They were gonna sign guys um, who they could then. Uh, how do they used to work? You could sign above the slot value in the draft. Well, they changed the way you got a comp, a compensation pick, if a, if for a veteran, and they changed it on them. And they put the cap on the internet. They were also gonna blow out the international market, and. Um, he, he gets the job. He's all excited. He's got this big plan for what he's going to do. And then they changed all the rules. And he couldn't do any of it the way he wanted to do it. So I, it, it would be fitting if there's Jedward sitting there with his little plan drawn out on his whiteboard. And Tom comes back from an owner's meeting and says, oh, yeah, we're not, doing, we're not giving anybody any of that shit anymore. <laughs> so how if, you si- if you sign a free agent now, you lose your next nine years of draft picks. <laughs> Every draft pick, they're all gone. That'll teach people for sign phrases. But we were going to sign for it. Not anymore, you're not. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm not I just, paying you to think, know. Jed. I'm paying you to remind people that Theo used to work here. If you take anything else from this podcast, dear listener, I just, I just want to know why any Cub fan is excited for this season other than natural reflex that you're just used to being excited for Cubs baseball in April at the end of March. And that's just how it works. You don't, there's no logic. There's no reason to it. It's just like a, it's like a, it's just a natural function because I'm really like, I, I feel like everything I read should be written in a blind rage and it's, and it's not. And Cubs fans aren't alone. There are plenty of teams with fans who should feel the same way. It's most of the teams. It's, it's, most it's the exception. The if if you're genuinely excited about the season, you're that's that's the exception to the rule. At least you live in excited New York, LA based or on San Diego. based on how much you think your team wants to win. Then it's the even exception. Sox fans are guarded because of the way they they like half ass yeah. the past two winners or two of the past three because they wanted Machado, they wanted Springer, you know, and then they went and signed these guys. Only for LaRusse's benefit, who they didn't want in the first place. So, like, even though the Sox have a very exciting team that should be pretty damn good, I don't get the sense that they're really jonesing because they think it's short of what it should be. 
Yeah, they fell into the same thing everybody else did, which was this was the last two off seasons. You didn't even have to go out and sign the big free agent. Prices were depressed. You could easily go out and build depth with good, solid big league players if you were willing to pay them a you know a living wage. And they didn't do it either. And so they're super thin. And so then Eloy decides to climb the wall. And now they have to take a guy who's supposed to be playing first base in the minors and just throw him out in left field. Because they also won't go out and find a, a, a real major league outfielder to stand out there. Right. So, so they're basically, they, they just have, they, they also have a top-heavy roster, but theirs is with younger, more exciting players. But they could end up, and they're also in a, they're also in a division where everybody's like, Ugh. yeah, there's one other team. That's it. Yeah, it's just the Twins. And who knows how good they'll be. Well, really. and we've talked about it. You, it was always your point, which was when you looked at the Indians the last few years, that was always the, since the World Series, that was always the map that the Cubs were going to follow, which was what's the bare minimum amount of talent we can put on the field to keep our fans thinking we have a chance. And right. as, as the division slides, that could slide with it. Or it's like, oh, you know what? We don't even need to keep him. We can let Kluber go back before the news is going to blow his arm up. Because everybody else in the division sucks. We're still going to be in the race. And that's exactly where the Cubs are right now, which is we don't need to pay all these guys. We're still going to be hovering around, you know, the top of the division. So that's fine. What does it say about a sport when having ownership in a front office that is interested in taking advantage of an opportunity to compete is like a distinct competitive advantage against the majority of the rest of the league. It's a distinct competitive advantage to want to. Yeah. Hey, wouldn't it be cool if our team won? That's a distinct competitive advantage in baseball now. Yeah. It used to be, you know, we're undervalued players. The whole Billy Bean thing. That's what they were looking for. That's what Theo was looking for. Now it's just, uh, just give a shit. That's your, that's your distinct competitive advantage. Just care. Put, put, put resources into your team. That's great. But you wanted to know why fans should get excited. I've got a really good thing they should get excited about. I can't wait. Boog and JD aren't going to wear suits this year. Huh? It's a big deal. It's a I, big deal. I mean, come on. That's huge news. Big enough news that Marquee cut not one, but apparently two promos about it. That's how exciting it is. Two promos. Outstanding. They also apparently are going to move the score bug from the bottom of the screen to the upper left-hand corner. And really, that's all I was asking for. That's all I really wanted. It makes everything else worthwhile. Revolutionary, No suits suits on the announcers for the eight seconds that they're actually on screen. And move the score bug up. And that's, you know, that's fine. 68 wins, here we come. I'm, I'm cool with it. 68. That's no, your call. I, no, I would say... I think you said 77 in our private chat. That sounds about right. I'd say they're, they're 80, 80 to 77, somewhere in there. Yeah, that sounds about right. 80 and 82 sounds like right, right between the eyes. But 80 and 82... Is will be just good enough on July thirty first or whatever yeah. the deadline is that they can't they can't get rid of anybody. Like like they'll be, I don't know how many games they'll be like three games over at the trade deadline, and then they won't do anything. They they won't sell the guys. I'm not saying they should, 
and then they'll, the the staff will peter out because it can't throw that many innings. Alcali will be sent home. <laughs> like the bullpen will collapse, and they'll they'll yeah eighty and eighty two. That's that's where that goes. Yeah, I would say if you're if you're at five hundred at July thirty first, you are you are squarely in the hunt in the NL Central. You know what they'll do is they'll do it right. They'll do what Reinsdorf did at the white flag trade is that even if they're within two or three games, they'll, they'll sell off what they can. It won't be everybody, but it'll be a lot of people. And then they'll come out and say, well, yeah, we're within two games of the division, but what good does winning division mean? We can't, we can't beat the Padres. We can't beat the Dodgers. We can't beat the Mets. We can't beat the Braves in a short series, so, you know, who cares? But the reason they can't beat those teams is their fault. (laughs) Right. It's not like the Cosmos conspired against them to not be able to beat these teams. They destroyed their team, but they sabotaged their team enough to say, well, our team is too sabotaged to compete, so we can sabotage it more. It's the Republican way of winning elections. You spend all your time making sure government doesn't work, and then you run on the fact that government doesn't work, despite the fact that you're the reason that government doesn't work. And people buy it. Yeah. And, then, and then you'll get posts from Bleacher Nations and Cub whatever that says, well, you have to admit, they are right. They can't compete with the Dodgers, <laughs> so it's time to start over, without ever analyzing the fact that they are the reason they can't do that. Well, and they'll, they'll look at the prospects that they get back in whatever trades they right. make and say, and, look. And fap all over the screen about it. I know this guy's a zygote. But honestly, he has the biggest <laughs> yeah. up, he has the biggest upside of any recently fertilized egg we've ever seen. Right. They put him they they put him in the pitch lab, and the numbers were off the charts. They needed they a microscope, in, they, but they did it. They turned to the modern version of Hawk Harrison. Boy, I tell you, <laughs> this zygote has a better spin rate to come into this league since Burt Blylevin. You know, like, like so that's that's you, what they're gonna do. Well, I can see you're a, a fine connoisseur of podcasts because you're here at the Pointless Exercise Podcast. And I'm not sure which podcast you're listening to, although I, I probably could customize this commercial to all of them, but I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to give you a quick rundown of the current podcast lineup, PointlessExercise.com, to make sure you're not missing anything. First of all, there's the award-winning Cubs podcast that I've been doing for Years The lineup changes all the time, but you're unfortunately you're always stuck with me. This year, same guys are back from last year, Sam Fells from Deadspin, and Kyle Reichert from uh, Wisconsin. And now he lives in Chicago. Then there's a couple of newish podcasts. There's Remember This Crap with Mike Donahue. If you haven't heard this, oh, you're in for a treat. We put Mike's encyclopedic memory for banal events in Chicago sports history, especially the Cubs and the Bears. To the test, we're in. Uh, we are going to try to hit every Cubs season between 1980 and 2011 at some point during this. So uh, tune in. Uh, it's a lot of fun. We we throw out a year and we just start remembering crap. And then, as if that's not enough, there's the movie deep dive podcast with actor, comedian, and our bear expert which has nothing to do with, with this podcast, uh, Mike Pusateri, uh, where we pick some of our favorite movies and we do exactly what it 
sounds like. We dig deep into it. We dig up sound clips. We talk about the cast. We talk about the directors. We talk about how the movie got made. And we talk about our favorite parts in the movies. So that's plenty of podcasts, and you only have to go to one place to find them. That's PointlessExercise.com. If you needed any better illustration than this of how much they just don't really want, they don't really care to win. I, I granted, maybe the Rockies are so in that, but we, at some point, they got a phone call from the Rockies. Basically said, "Look, we know Bryant. You're going to let Bryant leave after the season. Why don't you trade us something? Doesn't have to be a lot for Nolan Arenado. We'll pay for him for this year." Right. You don't have to pay a dime. He can play third base. You can have um, you can have Bryant go play the outfield, and then when he leaves, we'll still we'll give we'll give you more money too, so that you're not paying the full boat for Nolan for the rest of the time. And he can play third base for you, and you've you filled that spot. That can be one of the guys you build around. And mm-hmm. the reason we know that was a possibility is that's the exact fucking deal they gave the Cardinals. Right. <laughs> and he wanted. From everything he talked about, he was much more interested in playing for the Cubs than he was for the Cardinals. So that means at some point the Cubs went, no, 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 that, no, that won't work. We can't for do us. that. No. no, no, no. So that's what we're dealing with. Yeah. One of the MLB network eggheads picked Nolan to be the MVP. That's that's ambitious. And I thought, I mean, he's undeniably a great defensive third baseman. He's ridiculous, no doubt. But at sea level, he's a two seventy hitter. He's still a really nice player. You'd like to have him. You'd like to but have. But the him. idea he's, that he's going to hit three twenty with forty homers and one hundred and forty RBI is folly. <laughs> well, one hundred forty RBI. No one's going to get on base in front of him. So he's going to be driving it himself <laughs> a lot. Um. Yeah, I, I think he'll be a pretty good hitter at sea level all year. But you'd rather have him than not have him. Yes. I mean, he's, yeah, especially for what they, A, what they gave up and what they have to pay for him. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah. You, take, you do that trade 100 times out of 100 unless apparently you're the Cubs. And then you're you do the none out of 100. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, we keep coming back to this. Danny, why, why is anyone excited? <laughs> Why? Why does anyone care? I what, why is it? Oh, I can't wait to get back to Wrigley. Why? Why do you want to go back to Wrigley and watch this wreck and pay this organization money? I don't understand. Why? I must be missing something. I must. I must be missing something. I'm perhaps I'm I'm too jaded, but I don't get it. I never thought I would long for the days when they were just incompetent. <laughs> Like, I, I feel like incompetence now is so much more palatable than actual indifference. Like, it was one thing when they were really trying, they just didn't know how, you know? Uh, anyway. Yeah, uh, least- Kyle, are you excited? Kyle, are you excited? Do you, are you, if you, if you could, which you can't. Would you turn the game on Thursday and be like, "Yep, this feels right. I'm, you know, I'm back where I belong." It would, it would feel good to have it back. I'm like you said, I love watching Kyle Hendricks, so it'd be, it'd be good to see him. And I like, I am excited to get back to Wrigley because I do go to a decent amount of games every year, so I'm excited to like 
have that more just in the sense of like normalcy in the greater scheme of things. Um, but I did make the comment to a friend recently that I, I don't know if I've been more lethargic about a, a cub season in my life. And I would say even during like the rebuild years, you know, leading up to 2015, 16, whatever, like there wasn't optimism, but there was at least a path and a sense of direction. And like, yeah, we were getting excited to follow, you know, the little score bug of whatever Javi was doing in Tennessee or whatever, but it was still like genuine excitement and to have to go from that to now, like the franchise being willfully indifferent about a once in a generation, once in a franchise existence collection of talent. Right. At They've once. never had it before. Just, no. So, I mean, I mean yeah, even, I guess I'm excited even... to drink some $12 Bud Lights in the bleachers with four people socially distanced or whatever they're going to do out there. But that's my point. You shouldn't be. Go to no, I know. I know I shouldn't be. Real baseball. Like, I mean, they didn't even give you, like, you're talking about the score bug in Tennessee when Javier Bryant was here. They didn't even give you that. Like, they should have traded, if they were going to trade Darvish, they should have given you guys in return who you could start to follow and be excited about them arriving at Wrigley in the near future. They didn't even do that. There's nothing nope. to watch here. Well, it's, it's a 77-win team on the field and nothing following it. It's not like they've reloaded and you can say, okay, here is the next great Cubs team. Here's the next generation. It's not anywhere. I mean, they're seriously staring at like a decade in the abyss. If only a few things go wrong. So, so they were negotiating with, with um, the Padres for you at the same time. The Padres were talking to the Rays about Blake Snell. And so the Rays liked the package better, or like they prioritized Snell over Darvish. They made the trade. They called the Cubs and they're like, "Well, you know, we gave we gave one of the guys you really like um, to Tampa, so you probably don't want to trade you." And they're like, "Oh, we didn't say that. We didn't say that. What do you got? <laughs> we'll take it." Yeah, I mean, the the by far the biggest frustration, it, unfathomable frustration, is that when they put this team together. And they were so exciting in 2015, and you could tell they were building something. Then they win the World Series in 2016, and then 2017 they get back, and it was a whole, they're exhausted or whatever. But if you had told us all then that in 2021 they were still going to have Rizzo, Bryant, Javi, Hendricks, whatever, but that they they were just going to, yeah, and Contreras, they just weren't even going to try to build around them in the last year they were going to have them all together. You know, this window was defined, and they got to the last two years of the window and went, eh, fuck it. Right. That was good enough. Trophy cases are expensive. We never had one. We had to build a little one. And we really don't want to expand on it. Plus, we put those flags up in the outfield. And you know how much we'd have to move one and put a new flagpole in? And, you know, we'd probably have to get a zoning permit. And now, you know, we're we're federal (laughs) landmark. Do you know the paperwork on something like that? Can't you just win 77 games instead? Just do that. I remember with the flagpoles when they first put them up after the World Series. I, I think I might have said it on this podcast with um, Andy and, and I guess it would have been Mike at the time that I like because this was when we were young and full of hope with the <laughs> future of the of the core. Andy I said was never young and full of hope. <laughs> let me just let me yeah. just, let me put that. 
I want to get that out there. I said something to the effect of how I love that they put, I think they put up eight of those little like spots in the bushes for the flagpoles, but they only put up four flagpoles implying that they left room for more flagpoles. And here we are and they're not even going to begin to sniff needing to use another one in any foreseeable future. So how much? I mean, they need one. They won the division last year. That's right. (laughs) Right. They won. David Ross has never not not won the division as manager. Um, How much you want to bet in those tortured salary negotiations with Rizzo, where they basically just (laughs) insulted him repeatedly? At at some point, they're like, you know what? And also in this deal, um, you know, because you know you're a Cubs legend. And we already have some statues up. We're really thinking about putting a statue up for you. How much would you be willing to put down um, right. for your statue? It's like a Hollywood star. you got to pay for yourself. <laughs> now, there's also cleaning involved. We're going right. to need a deposit for that. Yeah, I mean, I, that, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, it, it, I feel like at a time like this in history, I should not be trying to convince people to be more miserable than they already are. And, you know, whatever little light there is, you know, you should hold on to it. But I just, I just, I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand like that, you know, Tom Ricketts should be afraid to leave his house. Like, and, and, and no one, no one seems to care. I just, I'm just confused. So we got that great. Um, he did a Zoom interview last year with Lennon JD, mm-hmm. um, and they asked him about what he missed about going to the park. And his answer was was perfectly enlightening. He said, "Oh, I, what I miss is really getting to the game early and walking around and talking to our corporate partners." Like you know what? I mean, that's exactly what you miss. So that's great. He is a real man of the people. Yeah, and he met his sure wife is. in the bleachers, of course, at least sure according to the talking points that he had to memorize when he first bought the team. Yeah. Had he ever been to Wrigley Field before he bought the team, <laughs> you think? We know he'd been on a rooftop once with his old man, and he pointed, and he said, they sell out every game, no matter what their record is. Yep. And that's why Joe wanted to buy it, and now Joe has been like, yeah, that's what you said, so just keep proving it. Like, okay, Dan. All right, well... I mean, I guess we did it to ourselves that the old axiom, they'll show up no matter what, got us this. And I'm sure most Cubs fans would say, hey, got us a World Series trade I'd make every day of the week. But it's not a trade you should be asked to make. Like, it's not, that shouldn't, that's not a debate. It shouldn't be anything that you're discussing or even thinking about. It shouldn't be, well, if it comes with the World Series, but then they're going to be... You're gonna to have to deal with this asshole running the team for the next twenty years like this. That shouldn't that just shouldn't be a debate. Oh, the next twenty years. They're the only owners we're gonna have for the rest of our lives. Well, like I said, twenty years. Well, that's true. Uh, <laughs> so uh well I'm allowing for the fact that maybe in twenty years they'll run the team differently. Stranger things have happened. Yeah. Um Yeah. I mean, they could, I don't know. it wouldn't have been a great case. They could have made a case of we put this core together and we are going to ride it as hard as we can until 2021 when all these deals are up. And then we may yep. have to reset. And you, that would have sucked, but you could have lived with that. But they didn't do it. No. 
They that couldn't even get to the last two years of it. They're like, ah, oh, that's. They it. couldn't get to the last three years last of it. Three. They shortchanged right. the 2018 team without yeah. a bullpen. Um, that still won 95 games. Next time you want, everyone wants to tell me Joe Madden's a complete idiot, and I'm not a huge Joe Madden fan. That team won 95 games, and it probably didn't have any right to. Um, but yeah, they left that team short. That team needed bullpen arms, maybe another starter, another hitter somewhere. They didn't bother, and they got. I mean, they should have. They should have been after Christian Yelich. Honestly, they had the pieces then to put Yelich in left field. Make Schwarber part of the deal with with prospects people still liked back then. Yeah, I mean one then, one then, thing that I I, know, will haunt me, and I don't even know if it's true. I just have thought about it enough. At the time. It would have taken a lot more than just him, but Albert Elmora would have been an attractive piece for the Marlins then. You know, Absolutely. Miami yeah. kid, and you could still sell him on the idea that he catches everything in the outfield and you know, he makes great contact. One of these days he's going to learn how to take a pitch and he's really going to be a good player. And then you add you know, or hit it in the air. Or somebody else. <laughs> and it would have worked. And either they just didn't want to do it or they, st- I mean, they overvalued Albert for a long time after it was evident that he really, there wasn't much there. But like, he was our first number one and he's going to make it. Like, no, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. And so I, every time, honestly, part of the reason that part of my red hot hatred for Christian Yelich is that I look at him and I see Albert Elmora. <laughs> right. <laughs> honest to God, I think he would be on our fucking team if it wasn't for that guy and Theo's weird obsession with him and those. I don't know if you ever saw the like they had footage of him working out in his backyard when he was in high school and he had like these yeah, chains the and he would climb up into a tree. And it's like what the what are we doing? <laughs> but Corey Seager was too tall to play shortstop, so. It all right. worked out. It all worked out. Well, you can still go get Corey Seager in the winter if they want. They want to have to. They're going to have another shortstop. So. They got Ed Howard coming in four years. You cannot right. clog up the shortstop spot. That's what Eric Solgard is here for. He's going to play shortstop for the next four years. It'll be fine. Well, I, hopefully we've turned some hearts on this podcast. Yeah. People, people, people turned on the podcast and went, Can't they, isn't this the one where they talk about movies? <laughs> Where are the clips? I like it when they play the funny movie clips. This is depressing. Yes, well, it should be. The saddest thing is that this podcast is is turning very quickly into the into one of the other into the remember this crap podcast. Yes, except we don't have to remember it. We're just looking at it. We're just <laughs> live. This is the live the crap podcast. Right. This is the remember this is, the crap podcast. This is study the crap. Podcast because it's right there in front of you. But you know what? Maybe they'll do what they did last year, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks, and they'll be thirteen and three. And you're like, you know what? They're not so bad. And then, well, there's a lot of pirates in the opening two there weeks, is, right? A tremendous amount of pirates, which is which is very fortuitous. So, or it could be a real red flag if they're getting right. beat by the pirates. If you're getting beat by the pirates, you know you suck. Because the pirates who are like actively trying to lose to you. <laughs> They will be throwing the ball into the bleachers themselves. <laughs> hey, Polanco, remember the time you fell down? Do that again. Every time. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, you know, I, it's, it's a weird another summer where I won't be at Wrigley because even if I were excited, I'm not going to COVID Wrigley. Not with those, not with those assholes. 
the you know the Wrigleyville well, types who are or sending our city's positivity rate skyrocketing. Let me even give without you, baseball games. Let me give you a tip: if you do go to a game and Eric Sogard or his wife are signing autographs before the game, don't <laughs> run go down there. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I I'm, I'm I've spent an hour yucking everyone's yum, and I guess I should apologize. But I'm just being honest for the people. Yeah, I mean, it could be a season where the biggest takeaways are we get to watch Rizzo and Javi and Bryant for the last time. I mean, you can watch them. They'll be on TV wherever they go. Oh, that's true. But running around. Yeah, and some of us might actually be able to watch them wherever they go. <laughs> right. <would> nice. <laughs> there you go. Kyle should be rooting for them to sign elsewhere as free agents so he can actually see them again. I heard the Hulu TV said, we'll carry, we will, we'll pick you guys up, but you got to get rid of Ryan Dempster. And they went, no, no. Are you kidding? He's all we've got. He's our biggest selling point for the entire franchise now. This beloved former Cub pitcher who fucked up not one, and, two playoff runs. And now they have a cast of, uh, a, a cast of Duvises they're going to roll in in the middle of games and, and annoy Boog and JD. Yeah, right? we, get the, we get the guys we were supposed to be last year. So not only will it be um, Dempster and Mark Grace. Great. But it'll be Lou, which with his honestly, in hand. Yes, honestly, should, should be very entertaining because he's not going to know who anybody is, which should be great. And he won't be so That'll be good. <laughs> I got this little guy. And he cute. Like, Lou, just... Knock it off. Uh, Mark DeRosa? Does that do anything for you? No. I don't Will think he get a standing good. ovation when they show him in the press box? Whenever they have I would give his there. wife a standing ovation. I don't know if you've ever seen Mark DeRosa's wife. but I have not. I, I mean, I don't think Mark DeRosa is very good on MLB Network. He's very... So, uh, he's grinding. Yeah. Like, so, oh, I, 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 Right. A lot so of backstabbing. Yeah. Uh, Doug Glanville's supposed to play a bigger role. Oh, like, well, he, he's good. He's good. He's but they, too good for They Mark always e. do weird shit. Even ESPN does it. We're like, oh, we've put him out in left field for the day. Why? Put him in the booth. Let him talk. For Christ's sakes. Um, yeah, and I'm, I, hope they, I hope they haven't broken up the exciting uh, postgame crew of Ryan Sweeney and Sean Marshall. Ugh. Both of whom I assume were there last year just because they must have lived some within the quarantine zone. <laughs> right. Well, you guys, we don't have to pay for tests for you guys. Yeah, you could do every game. That'll be great. What an existence. I mean, we talked about it before, but it's still, it's mind-boggling that they finally get their hands on this, their golden calf, their network, and at the same time, they're supposedly are trying to sell this and get people to watch it. They're just letting the team go to shit around it. It's just <laughs> and and not getting it out to people like Kyle. Like they can't. They can't. I mean, I don't get it. I I crime it, and you know, I I have YouTube TV. Like a lot of people, YouTube TV is actually quite large, and they had just have no interest in getting it on there. Uh, they're well, just YouTube dropped all the Sinclairs, right? I believe and the, so. And, the, and this wonderful thing, this partnership that was going to help them get distributed. 
ended up working against them. It was like, nope, not yours either. Oh, thanks. Um, they're just, they're, they're the, perhaps the biggest exhibit of <laughs> just because you're rich doesn't mean you're smart. Yeah. Well, especially, I mean, they're the perfect example of it because none of them did anything to get rich. No. Dad did. Well, they didn't. And dad might be evil, but dad's not dumb. He might be racist, but he's not dumb. <laughs> you say a lot of things about Joe Ricketts, but he's not right. dumb. He's not dumb. He's an awful human being, but... Uh, you don't, you don't, he can be smart and be an awful human being. Yeah. In fact, a lot of the most awful human beings are smart. That's the scary part. Watch, they'll do a Blackhawks thing where nothing will line up and they'll still win 90 games. Just, could I, it, just could, it could happen. Spasm 90 games because baseball's weird. The Cardinals are actually worse than we think, and they can, like, you know. I mean, every team has, what, 17 wins on offer from the Pirates? Like, you can, you can just have those. It's the, it's the free spot on the bingo card. I don't know that the Reds will be much better. No, and the Reds are also going to be actively trying to throw people overboard during the right. season. It's be so, a contest between them and the Cubs as to who can chum the waters the most with their own. So players. if you get, so even if you get a little lucky and you just you just pound the the Reds, the Pirates, the Diamondbacks, the Rockies. Uh, who's bad in the East? Someone's bad in the East. Well, the Marlins. The Marlins have already shoved it up their ass, so yeah, the it might Cubs, not be them. The Cubs cannot beat them. We know the Cubs cannot beat them. If you, can, um, if you can throw 94 miles an hour or faster, the Cubs can't hit you. The Cubs can't hit you. They're helpless, utterly helpless. Um, you know, but you could, you could get just those four teams. You could conceivably get like 30 to 35 wins right there, right? Well, it does feel like if this really is the end of the era, and it is, that it's it'll feel really incomplete if they can't either get shut out over like 19 innings in a wild card game or get swept in an one last NLDS sweep where they never lead for a, even a half inning. It's like, that's how this is supposed to end. And that's if, it how just, it looks. if it just ends with that last day of the season against, I think they finished with the Cardinals and everybody goes their separate ways. It'll just, it just won't feel as complete as one last playoff uh, indignity. Maybe the, maybe what it'll be is they'll go into that last series with the Cardinals just needing one win to make the playoffs. And they won't get and it. And they won't score a run. And then we can all we can all live with it then. I guess I mean I'm I guess I want to I just want to know what 2022 is like is it a full Yep, you gotta wait. You gotta wait four years, or we've got a different plan. I mean, like, I just kind of want to get to it. It's like, okay, just tell me what I'm in for because it's still not totally clear what we're in for after this. We know what this season is, but we don't. We don't know how deep the rabbit hole goes. I guess. Well, if it's if the plan is anything other than let everybody go, what are they doing right now? Well, is it let everybody go, but now your payroll is completely open and we're going to, we're going to sign a pitcher and a hitter 
like a couple hitters and we're going to try and be competitive. I mean, that, you know, Contreras will still be here unless they trade him. Yeah. I mean, that, he's but that's the thing. They could, they could trade him. Especially, if P, it, especially when P.J. Higgins lights up the first two weeks. Right. P.J. Well, one for 12, but man, some Elmaya's, of those pop-ups. See, the Elmaya's still on those? around there, right? So, I mean, is 2022 going to look like 2012 is what I'm, is what I'm asking. Whereas, like, there's nothing here. Like, it's just, it's just completely barren. And they're a 100-loss team again. Is that is that what it will be? Because I don't I don't know that it will be. I don't I don't know that the Ricketts has the stomach for that again. Not I convinced. don't think they do. I think their whole goal is to be able to to sell the possibility that this team can contend without having to to do the things you really need to do to to do what you're supposed to do, which is put together a roster you think can win the pennant. They're content mm-hmm. to try to put a roster together that at least the fans can crane their neck and go, yeah, that team could be in the hunt for the whole season. Right. And Bleacher Nation heading down to Mesa again for his three-week stay. Yeah. Like all about the backfields. I, uh, anyway, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting morose. I'm sorry. I apologize. I won't be here every week, folks. I'm not going to bring you down every week. I promise. Kyle and I will be. It'll be really sunny in the when you're not. I'm sure you and Kyle. Oh, I didn't know. I, I had no idea Trevor Williams was this good. I mean, he almost made it four <laughs> innings last the last game. I don't know, Kyle. You're a handsome, optimistic guy. Lift me out of this. Like, let me, <laughs> I don't want to live in the morass. Just lift me out of this. So you're saying, like, well, you know, there's year 2021, and that'll take me to the middle of July. And they're like, oh, good, the Bears will be a trade. Oh, God. You know, like, I mean, yeah, I can get just, by without the Cubs, but. Just contend until Andy Dalton and the Bears hit camp. That's all we need. Mac Jones and the Bears hit camp. Unless, mean. They're, unless they're going to trade up into the top five, I don't think. You know they're going to. <laughs> like, you sit here and act like they won't, but. <laughs> He's got to do something. Now it's desperate. Right. The, bear, the so Bears have traded their next stupid. three drafts to get to number four. Get to number four and not get the guy they wanted yep. there. Whoops. I mean, they're, they are not – he is not seriously going to shit. Well, they they don't go to Bourbon anymore, right? It's all at Lake Forest. Yep. So he's not going to show up to Lake Forest with just Andy Dalton. It's not – it's not going to happen. He, he, that's, I'm not really going. He's going to do something worse at the draft, but they're going to do something. Like there's just he can't help himself. They trade up or down every year. Yeah, they mostly trade up. They only trade down when he's trying to recoup some of the picks that he's already given up because he traded. Needlessly, he traded up. up. Yeah, right. That's, that's his pattern. Is he gets fixated on a guy. He trades too much to get him, and then he's like, oh, God, we don't have any pick after the fourth round. And then he, he takes his third rounder and turns it into two fifths and a sixth, just so he has them. <laughs> just so he and has like, them, yeah. Pick a lane, Brian, for Christ's <laughs> sakes. Uh, anyway, I asked Kyle to bring oh, me that's out right. of supposed to. Kyle's supposed Kyle's to give us something to, to look forward to. For the Kyle, let love cups. lift us up where we belong. Uh, we can look forward to them 
uh, running highlights from 2015, 2016, <laughs> 2017 on uh, specifically Jake Arrieta highlights when they need something to put on the video boards when he takes them out on, for his start. So You're we'll have that. Absolutely right. Well, that's a good People point. Are- will, will the most exciting moments of the season be the uh, tribute videos for Schwarber and Lester when the Nats come to town? Well, are they going to do tribute? Videos with 12,000 people there? They did a tribute video to Lester with nobody there last year. Although it was actually, it was a funny one. It was, it was narrated by Schwarber and it showed all of the games because he had this knack. They showed he hit more home runs than Lester starts than anybody else, but he also dropped fly balls in like six different John Lester starts. So they had him narrate a video where he talked about dropping the fly balls, which is actually very funny. And nobody saw it. We didn't even see it until they did their special on, because how would we have possibly seen it? It's not like they have a 24 hour a day network devoted to the <laughs> fucking team. We see it I mean, five months later and we don't even see the whole video. We see a little snippet of it in this thing that they did. It's like, Guys, I mean, I see people trying to talk themselves in the Jake Arietta, and like, I love Jake Arietta. That was the his starts, even from the end of 2014. Yeah, just, I, I feel like people don't realize that he was really good in 2014. And like, when Lester signed here, and people were kind of skeptical, was like, well, I don't know if he's, you know, if he's really an ace. And we're all, and like, those of us were like, he's not coming here to be the ace. Well, yeah, it wasn't, um, that wasn't lost in other people. David Sampson said that the Marlins tried to trade in twenty at the end of 2014 for Jake. And the the final deal, the one that the that the Marlins decided they just couldn't quite do, had JT Real Muto in it. That's how much right. they thought of Arietta. Like, he was, so th- that's, when it's, when he started in 2014 all the way through 2016, when he started to fade a little bit, I mean, that that might be the most fun I've had as a Cubs fan. Like, him... Him on the mound, it was like, they're not going to lose today. They're just not going to lose. Like, that was, you know, that was Doc Gooden 86 stuff. You know, that was, I mean, I I don't have the, you know, it was was what we thought Kerry Wood would provide. You know, it's what Mark Pryor did provide for such a short time. Like, I, I, don't get me wrong, I love Jake Arrieta. He will always, you know, be one of my favorite Cubs, but like, did no does no one ever watch a non Cubs game <laughs> around town? Like he was terrible. Yes. Yeah, I as I feel exactly the same way. I love Jake so much. I didn't want him to come back. Right. I I'm didn't like, just want please it to go happen. somewhere else and be mediocre or worse. Don't <laughs> don't come back here and do it. We can find anybody to be bad, and the Cubs will. That's their whole. That's that's all they're looking for these days. They'll find somebody else. But, you know, uh, but they're going to get pitching lab twenty twenty one on him. Like, oh, we we've cracked the code. Like, and I know he, he wasn't as healthy. And, and but yeah, but isn't that every? I mean, and now they're trying to. And I, you know, I won't. John Lester was bad last year because John Lester's old. That's why he's he bad. But they're like, well, maybe the thyroid problem really affected him, or maybe the fact he's old and he's thrown a million pitches and he was awesome and he's just not because at some point you're not anymore and that's where he is. <laughs> Right, at some point, you're just not... I mean, this is such a Blackhawks thing to do. They brought him back so they could spend the season going, hey, remember when he was good? Yeah, the Cubs are playing the one final shift, except they're right. doing it for a whole season. <laughs> they're doing it for a whole season. <laughs> well, and the Hawks, the Hawks would do it at the deadline, so you'd only play like 20 games. 
you know, but like, right. yeah, hey, remember when he was good and we were good? Well, we're we're gonna have him here so you can remember that. Well, it's like all the, the time. It's like the Cubs have brought Jake. Hey, Jake, could you throw out the first pitch and maybe eighty more? <laughs> right, like they're gonna throw him out on the mound and at Wrigley with the bricks and Ivy, and they're just gonna hope that people shut their eyes and when they open them, they're gonna think it's two thousand fifteen. Like they're just gonna have this flashback and just live in two thousand fifteen for three hours. So, yeah, so we got that to look anyway, forward to, too, which is, that's, that's good stuff. Which is Jake Arrieta ruining our, our fond memories of him. Which he oh, won't. My God. I mean, I mean it's, it's, it's very much a ever. thing, right? Hasn't we decided that every, every Cub who's ever won the Cy Young has left and come back? Every yep. single one. He so won't be as good as Maddox. So, so they had to. <laughs> right. It'll um, be more Rick Russell's return. Also, everyone loses. I, 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 look, I love John Lester. Too. And they're like, oh, you do that, you know, the World Series, all that. I'm like, yeah, Arietta went two and oh two. Does anybody remember that one? Like, I know he scored a bunch of runs in his starts, but like, geez. Ugh. Anyway. He almost, yeah, I mean, we, we throwing the no hitter into like the sixth, and we didn't know because there have been so many base runners. <laughs> right. <laughs> what he's got a no hitter. He was, it's like Steve Traxel in the 98 the, play-in game. But what, a no hitter? How The Giants have had the bases loaded four times. <laughs> <laughs> he is still the uh, – he was on the mound for what is still the last or most yeah. recent Cubs playoff victory Indeed, in 2017. They actually pitched pretty well against the Dodgers. Yeah, he pitched very well. Yeah. Um, when he didn't have anything. I mean, that was when he was fully toast. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. Uh, uh. And like you know, Kyle Davies is fine. I'm just so used to being annoyed by him that I can't turn that off. Like when he's pitching well for the Cubs, I'll be as annoyed as I was when he was doing it to for the Brewers. So we're sitting there going, "No, hit him! It's not that hard. Stop!" Like, well, you know what would have been cool? It would have been to have gotten Kyle Davies and had had you Darvish to put in between right. Hendricks and David, because you could have, because the Padres didn't trade him to the Cubs because he was such a key part of the you Darvish trade. They no, were looking they to get off of his salary so they could spend it on better players. So right. you could they have had him and the... had you, but they didn't, Cubs didn't, weren't interested in that kind of stuff. They added three pitchers better than Kyle. Right. And then we're like, Oh, well we don't need you anymore here. Go away. Well, it was a very not to pick on Bleacher Nation, but why not? Please. And we've during gone, spring we've training, come this far during spring training, they were writing. Well, is is Zach Davies? Um, you think he's open to signing a long term extension right now? Who gives a shit? Why? Because not. he's going to be so good in the regular season that it's going to price <laughs> him out. It's like I got news for you. It, that's that's not a big risk, guys. If you want him, he'll you'll be able to keep him. Chances are you're not going to want. Him. All right. Well, All right, we should, we should probably stop doing this yes. to ourselves. That's enough. That's enough of this. Now, next time we talk, whenever that is, we will have games to fixate on, and then all this will just be a hazy memory because the well, you'll are- have games to fixate on. You'll have to tell us. That's right. I'll have to describe. I'll, I will be reenacting the games, <laughs> just like Ronald Reagan and the Iowa radio station. I'll get the hey, two I'd blocks v- of wood to bang together like the guy in Bull Durham. <laughs> I'd vote for you. Right. So I'll. That's next. I will tell you guys what's happening. And then okay. we'll, we'll regale in all of the Cub wins and be like, you know what? 
We were wrong. They're so good. I had no idea. I'll come back with Bleacher Nation's wraps of them so that I'm feeling, <laughs> I'm feeling so optimistic about it. And then, and then you, can, you can contrast that with, with what actually is going on. The only thing I really want from the first week, especially, it doesn't have to be the opener. It could be game two. I want a shot of the left field foul pole and the bleachers. And I want to see Al perfectly socially distanced from everybody else, living his dream. This is what he's, he's always wanted. wanted. To, he's wanted to do this his whole life, which is to sit there with nobody within six to 12 feet of him. But he can't get his tickets, right? Like season ticket holders, we had priority, but we, we weren't guaranteed to be able to buy our seat. You know, you had to buy where the seats were. Right, and there allocated. are, and there, I believe, right, there's, and there's assigned seats in the bleachers, right? But to make sure. Oh, there has to be. Distancing. There has to be. Oh, I would guess, I guarantee you, he, he was camped out with a lawn chair right after Christmas for months, waiting to, to I need to talk to someone in authority about this. I'm going to need this seat. Like, okay, great. Okay. They probably did it just to get them to leave him alone. Just to get him to leave him, leave him alone. Like he's not going to stop complaining. We might as well let him sit there. He likes to dry hump the foul pole during games. Why? Why should we take that away from him? He suffered. Well, I, I should definitely do this intermittently because I don't. I don't want to bring you two down every week. That's not fair. You guys have rich lives you need to get to and and, and get through every day. And me yelling at you on a weekly basis is not going. It's not going to do anybody any favors. So I'll I'll be in and out to yell, and then I'll I have my own po- weekly podcast I can go yell at weekly, and then you know we'll. Parse it out. All right. Well, that sounds good. Okay. As long as we're agreed. All right. Well, until next time, when we'll have a little better handle on it, we'll have seen Eric Sogard, and he'll have changed all of our minds about vaccines and his play, and it'll be great. So until we meet again, thanks, guys. Take care. Thanks, guys. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Many of us have herpes. 